Hello. So today we're going to talk about the Buddhist Four Reminders. So the Four Reminders, like a lot of Buddhism, seem super intense and negative. Like the Buddha's first teaching ever was the Four Noble Truths. And they're basically like, life is suffering, you're fucked, whatever. They're not really like that. The last two are kind of um, a happy ending. But Buddhism for a long time, for decades and decades and decades, um, had a reputation of being kind of negative. But it's kind of like that scene, I don't know if you've seen Dead Poets Society, where Robin Williams is a new teacher and he walks into the classroom and he's whistling a lot better than me. And he leads all the boys out of the classroom and he says, look at these, all these awards in these cases. Look at the boys in these old photos. They're hopeful, they're arrogant, they're happy, they have dreams just like you. The only difference is they're now all food for daffodils. They're all dead. So what are you going to do with your life? What is your precious verse going to be? What are you going to do that is a benefit to the world? You get one verse. It's like a Walt Whitman line. You get one verse. What is your verse? What is your contribution going to be to the epic, epic poem that is life? So that to me isn't really negative. It's actually powerful and inspiring. Perhaps the most popular, uh, well-regarded commencement speech of all time was given by Steve Jobs, who is, as always, controversial. But what I loved about his uh, commencement speech is it was about, you know, remember, for those of you who have seen it, at Stanford is on Elephant. You can Google Steve Jobs' commencement. He talks about how you, if he ever wakes up too many mornings in a row not feeling inspired about the day he's about to go do and live, then he re-examines his life. He looks in the mirror and he says, am I excited about this? So there's a quality to life where we have to remind ourselves that life is short. It's not endless. Life is like a, a long version of a movie that you're watching on Netflix and it has a beginning and an end, a middle. It's like the seasons, you know, summer is fantastic, but it's already July. Uh, where did June go? So life is precious and fleeting. And if we, you know, there's like some Jim Carrey movie. There's a bunch of these movies where people think they have cancer, they're going to die. And so suddenly they rush around being a good person and living life fully. And it's all very exciting. The trick is we can do that every day. And that is the Buddhist Four Reminders. So without further adieu, which is a little French for you, let's get into the Four Reminders. So the first, I'll just read them. It's kind of... Um, a little bit sort of fancy, art, flowery, archaic language. Buddhist four reminders. And the notion is that you could, you don't need to be Buddhist or pretend to be Buddhist. You can just think about these four reminders in your mind, maybe every morning when you wake up and you're going to meditate for a second or for five minutes. All right, so the four reminders. Joyful to have such a human birth, difficult to find, free and well-favored being free and well-favored, having a roof over your head, having food, having clothes, having some degree of health is incredibly precious and difficult to find. Many of us who are alive don't have those things. So appreciate that. Be joyful about that, that you're alive. Number two, but death is real. It comes without warning. This body will be a corpse. So our life, which feels so solid, as we all know, I get hit by a car on my bike once every other year. And for the next day or two, 
luckily I've always been okay. But for the next day or two, I feel almost like I, my solid being doesn't exist. Like my bubble's been popped and I feel very shaky. So life is but a bubble. This body will be a corpse. Unalterable are the laws of karma. Karma means cause and effect, which cannot be escaped. That's number three. Samsara, or the cyclical nature of habitual mind and ego, suffering, is an ocean of suffering, unendurable, but unbearably intense. So I'm going to go into those a little more, just so you, you get them. So this is something I would recite when I was practicing as a kid. So it is, free, it is difficult to find a free and well-favored human birth. First, contemplate the preciousness of being free and well-favored. This is difficult to gain, easy to lose. Now I must do something meaningful. That's inspiring, not negative. Number two, death and impermanence. The world and its inhabitants are impermanent. Everything changes. In particular, the life of beings is like a bubble. Death comes without warning. This body will be a corpse. At that time, the Dharma will be my only help. I must practice it with exertion. So Dharma means truth or the practice of truth. So in the Buddhist context, we are practicing meditation. We are practicing being present. We are traveling the path to try and be of genuine service and to be genuine human beings. Third, karmic cause and effect. Third, when death comes, I will be helpless. Because I create karma, cause and effect, I must abandon evil deeds, evil actions, selfish actions, and always devote my time to virtuous actions. Thinking this, every day I will examine myself. Again, inspiring, basic, try and be a good person. Number four, I love this. Fourth, the homes, friends, wealth, and comforts the desires, the goals of samsara, of wanting to satisfy your ego. There's no point to any of them. They all bring with them a constant torment of suffering. Just like a feast before an executioner leads you to your death, I must cut through desire and attachment and attain enlightenment through exertion. So there's a quality to life where we can take it all for granted. We all know that. And the four reminders are a Buddhist practice. Now, you really shouldn't do them formally unless you have a, you know, go to a Shambhala center, go to a Buddhist center, have a meditation instructor, study, meditate. But all of you out there can meditate and should. It's great. It's good stuff. It's incredibly basic. As Trunk Rinpoche would say, the, the, the uplifted posture and meditation is common to just about every culture on earth. Um, and this is not owned by Buddhism. But... Uh, there is a formal path, and I don't, um, you know, want to uh, be throwing that out there on YouTube without encouraging to, you to actually get training if you want. If you don't, just think about the four reminders in the context of carpe diem, seize the day, appreciate your everyday. When you wake up, say, I am joyful to be alive. I can use this opportunity of life and health and a roof over my head to be a benefit to others, to be genuine, not to do bad, selfish things, not to ch spend my whole life chasing money or girls or boys or whatever. Those things will happen as they happen. Uh, instead, I can direct myself to, as Sakyan Nipam says, if you want to be happy, think of others first. Thank you so much.